In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smart, and I'm joined as always by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? It doesn't matter how I am. Wow, that's that's as great. Okay. Thing. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> we are also joined by our brother from up north. RCMP JLB. It is me. It is me. It matters how I be because I am feeling great, feeling fine, and feeling good. Still doing it, guys. Still washing those hands. Still social distancing. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much how the cookie crumbles. And man, how are you guys? Well, I know it doesn't matter how uh, K-Fabe is. So how are you, Officer Smarks? You you can take your opinion of me. You can shine it up. No, never mind. Um, I'm doing good. Turn that zombie sideways and shake it straight up. Your candy ass. Anyways. That was rock. That was like a southern wannabe Austin mixed with a weird Timmy maybe voice. Yeah. I don't know. You Listen. don't mock the host. Didn't you find out about this? Oh, there it is. Gonna go and there it is. Oh. Never mind. I'm going to remind everyone Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network, so make sure to check out the other shows on the network. Go to tatnusco.com and uh, click on the network tab, and you can see them all there. You got the Tatnus Podcast Uncensored, Chicken Hen with S&M, In the Dice Box Slam, featuring Nyla Rose, Basement Bullshit, and the newest edition Carpool Shenanigans. So go check those shows out. Come back here. Continue to listen to this show. It's a win-win-win. Um, if you are new to this particular show, the premise is very simple. We're going to take turns challenging each other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. Um, we're not, we don't discuss them in advance, so our answers are going to be entirely improvised and hopefully entertaining. Um, I would like to remind everyone to make sure to like, share, and subscribe so we uh, continue to grow and continue to put out great content. Couldn't say it better. Yeah, yeah. We were good. Yep, 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 yep. We'll go ahead and get into uh, this. I went last last time because I had to debate on a change to what uh, I was going to do. So instead, I am going to go first this time. Oh, take that. Yours. Um, so for my challenge to you two, it's it's really not going to be too hard. It's not not going to be the worst thing in the world because I just want you guys to book the next AEW champion. I need who, when, and how. Right. You know, we've only had two so far. Jericho was the inaugural, and then John Moxley beat him um, at Revolution, wasn't it? Sounds about right. Um, And so he's been the champion since January-ish. You know, right now he's got a match coming up against Brian Cage. Probably too soon for Brian Cage to win it. 
Like, but I mean, he would be the first featured non-WWE guy. He very well could be, yeah. And that's the deal, is it's like, you know, is this the time to do it, or is that too short of a reign for Mox? Who knows? Do they go longer? Do they wait until they get another big signing in? That's up to you guys to decide. So, take it away. How do you want to do this? You're doing it, Fabe. Go right ahead. All right. So... I really like the idea of taking it off of Mox and starting to have a uh, a little bit of title movement in and NX or in AEW. Um, I I've said it before. Um, I don't understand where the mentality of uh, of a title sticking somewhere for a certain amount of time uh, makes it I don't know more prestigious. Like this has been said about Brock. That's been said in the past. Uh, with Jericho, you know, um, having it stay in, in an isolated location doesn't really, or on on one person, I don't think that elevates the title. I think you want the title is designed to elevate this the roster, and if the roster all looks great, um, and I'll use a non AEW dispute right now, I think it's the right time to put the the title on Lashley. And then I think it's the tight, right time to have Lashley lose it. And then I think it's the right time to put it back on him. Like, I, I, I would love to see between now and I'd love to see three to four title changes on that Raw title um, between Seth and Kevin Owens and Lashley and and Drew McIntyre. It, those all being the, the featured people on that brand right now. Um I think you could move that three, four times or probably even before SummerSlam, but for sure before uh, before Survivor Series. Um, and I think it does something to elevate it. The problem with, with moving it um, at the wrong time with the wrong person is if you were to take it and put it on, again, I'll roll, roll the raw temporarily as an example. Uh, if, if you threw that on, oh, um, Angel Garza. Um, you could have Andrade challenge for it. I just don't think he's the one to carry it. But if you actually put the title on Angel Garza, it doesn't... It elevates Angel Garza, but it has a tendency to maybe maybe hurt the, the WWE Championship a little bit. Well, I mean, the a perfect reason... example of that is uh, Jinder Mahal. Exactly. Did it yeah. elevate him? You could even argue that it really didn't even elevate him. Like he's considered main event now, but do you know too many people? I think that was the best him? era in his career. Yeah, uh, it was. It was his best set of matches. I mean, he really he put on his best shows, but it didn't help the title at all. But in the end, when you see Jinder Mahal, who's uh, out injured again, um, but when he comes back, when he came back a month or so ago. Um, did you see him come back? Did he come back and you go, oh, wait, Jinder Mahal's back. He's a main eventer. Or did you go, hey, great, another guy to challenge for the U.S. title? Well, and and you never know who the little guy is. That's good. That's what that's what, you know, things like that, that ladder match chip or certain things that that like that do is it allows you to get. I didn't never thought Edge was a world champion until Edge was a world champion. Um, the Miz. I'd have never thought The Miz was. Um, I still think Dolph Ziggler has another title run in him, uh, but it's going to take a hell of a lot more build than what they're doing right now, you know? <laughs> and that's what those are, those are designed for the unexpected wins. Um, 
I think that in AEW right now, I, I think that you can still claim that Jericho is a title contender. I think you can claim that Kenny Omega and Hangman Page and Pac and um, you know, obviously Moxley, um, Brian, I think Brian Cage, I think you could even say Darby Allen. Um, you can't say Cody because Cody can't have it. MJF. I think there's enough guys that are potential title contenders, um, but I would I would say hands down, Brian Cage immediately comes on the scene and is a title contender, um, and I could really see him winning it, and I could see it throwing a little bit of a loop in the Dark Order setup. Um, obviously, I could see a really good uh, battle with Moxley, you know, with the uh, okay, well, we're gonna do a different kind of match then, or whatever it may be, to get his title back. I just think there's a lot that you can do um, in a in a featured pro, a featured company like that, where if there's some title movement and and quite a bit of it before from between double uh, between Fighter Fest, maybe you don't change the title until after Fighter Fest. I don't know. That's a possibility. Or till after um, what? What's the one after? Is that is that uh, all in? Uh, all out is the one uh, that's out. next, I believe. After Fighter Fest, after so, Fighter. but you know that allows for a t- their first title change on television because they've only had one title change. Um, you know those types of things I think uh, can really elevate that program, and so I'd say yeah, take it off of him at with Brian Cage, but have Brian Cage lose it on television or even bigger have Brian Cage lose it on AEW Dark um, make it make it seem like it's in, uh, a big deal and important and and you know if it's on Dark you could say oh Brian Cage didn't have Taz there to help him uh, to you know support him to to coach him um, so yeah I would actually like to see the next AEW champion not because I don't want to see Mox but because I want to see the title move a couple times this year I think it really does tend to elevate it so long as you have a big group of uh, a, a quality group of people um, and and my justification for this is in wrestling's heyday the title moved and there was lots of really good wrestlers um, there's there's really two heydays we talk about. We talk about the late 80s and we talk about the late 90s, obviously. And in the late 80s, of course, we've got we've got uh, Ultimate Warrior has a title run. We have Rick Fla- and, and this is just sticking with WWF. Uh, Ultimate Warrior, Ric Flair, uh, Hogan, uh, Randy Savage, um, Andre. So you've got these guys that it didn't have to move as often. And I don't think it has to move as often as the 90s, but it did move. And there were lots of different champions over a three or four year period. Um, And I think AEW could do that now in the 90s. I mean, you talk six guys and you got three years worth of title title changes. And the only reason Triple H is at 14 is because Triple H lost it six times in a year and got it back (laughs) six times in a year, you know? So that's my thoughts. Send it to Brian Cage. Have Brian Cage carry it for a couple weeks. Um, sneak in a match. I I really like the idea of sneaking in a match on dark. And, you know, Taz is on commentary, so he can't be out there to coach him. And that hurts him. Okay. Interesting. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of Brian Cage being there. I don't see uh, one. I think it's too soon. Um, I would like to see another champion, though. I just don't see it being Brian Cage. Um... I do want it not to be a WWE superstar, but with that Brody said, Brody Lee's out. Yeah, so no, but, but I don't think Brody Lee would be a good champion either, though. 
Um, I do. I just don't think it's time for his character yet. I think he needs more development perhaps. for his character. So, yeah, that might be my feeling, too. Uh, I'm trying to... I'm Because tr- the first person it would have to be, and although, yes, we've already had two, the fact that it's going to be your first AEW person, I feel like that's the one that's going to have it actually for a long time because he's going to be your ultimate AEW guy. Uh, I don't think it can be an elite member if you're, if you're saying it that way then, which rules out Hangman and Kenny Omega, which is really tough. No, and I, I don't think it's going to be Kenny Omega. It's definitely not going to be Kenny Omega. As much as I would want to see that, I don't think they would go that route. And Kenny Omega would have to really build his character up again because, honestly, he's been... Uh, very lackluster great matches still but very lackluster in terms of what he's been doing but the guy has a lot of on his hands so whatever i forgive him and he's still amazing um i'm not like i'm kind of upset with uh, uh hangman page not being able to go for the belt um with my how i have it set up but i also feel like he'd be kind of boring he's good but i don't see him as championship material unfortunately um ouch I know, I know. I just I love that man. I I do too. I just feel like he'd be a boring champion. Unfortunately, the thing is, I don't think you're gonna get anyone as quite exciting as how Jericho was, which is um, some pretty hard shoes to fill. I damn. I you know what I because now I I put myself in a position where. It has to be somewhat of someone who's going to make the face be the face of AEW in that regard, since it's not going to be a a WWE wrestler. And I don't know. I'm although Jungle Boy is going, is Jungle Boy going for the world or the TV? He's going for the TV, right? Well, the the TNT. He did that this week. Remember, you still have MJF in play. Yeah, I have MJF. Wardlow as an option. I mean. I mean, I know I get it, and if MJF, and I would pick MJF in a heartbeat, because he would be great with the title, if, but I also want to see great wrestling, and if he does wrestling like what he did with Jungle Boy, then I'm down for MJF, but if it's other matches that he's done where it's been very lackluster, then I'm not so down, but then again, Jericho had some pretty crappy matches too, but we forgave him because he's a heel, so... Yeah, no, I, I, I think MJF uh, is a good deal. Um, I just feel we won't get a lot wrestling-wise uh, from him, and it might end up hurting his wrestling ability afterwards, although he hasn't done... He did live up to it with the Jungle Boy thing, though. Yeah, I'd go MJF, and I would go that he ends up actually is the one that ends up beating Moxley. So MJF will be your next champion. It won't be like uh, Moxley gives to him and then gives to him and so on. MJF is going to be the one beating Moxley. And I see maybe something happening. I want it to be soon because I don't want Moxley to have the title all year. I I don't want this to... Although Moxley is great, I'm kind of already bored. Like Moxley, you don't even need the title. You really don't. To me, you're the same guy without the title. And I guess that's the idea. He just doesn't need it. Um, who's he facing? It's more fun to watch him pursue stuff than it is to see him have it. That's it. Becky Lynch syndrome. So um, who is he facing at Fighter Fest? Cage, right? Cage. Cage. 
I'm just trying to figure out how they would create a Moxley MJF storyline because I don't think they've ever really crossed paths per se, right? As of yet, not directly. I mean, Moxley's well, not Moxley. MJF's whole character is I'm better than you, so it wouldn't take too much for for them to pivot to you know we got this stupid champion. Everyone knows I'm better than him, so I pivot. Pivot. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that would have to be kind of the storyline. Uh, he would basically get Wardlow to do his dirty work. for. Oh, it would be some kind of cheesy storyline where he ends up getting beaten in the back and then they beat, beaten a whole bunch of times or something in the back or uh, he's in the hospital for a bit and they're kind of wondering who did it. It's going to be a whole little whodunit kind of deal. We find out that it's... Wardlow, it's kind of like that whole storyline that happened in WWE there with um, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? With the whole scaffold and falling, uh, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, and I forgot who was the initial person who ended up doing it to him, but where Roman Reigns got beat up in the back kind of thing. It's so it's gonna be like a whodunit kind of style. We find out it's Wardlow that did it, um, or we think it's Wardlow that did it. But then, in fact, uh, it ends up being MJF with some kind of security footage or whatever. And it would just make MJF look even more of a crazier heel. And then he would just go into a hole. You know what? I'm just fed up of you you getting all the glory. I'm better than you and you know it. And I'm going to show it to you at All Out. Because at All Out, I will give it all. I will give it my all and beat you and pummel you to the piece of shit that you are. Because that is all you're worth is the little crumb of my shoe that I will step on or something like that. I don't know. I'm not a writer, guys. I can't write a good promo, but it would be that. MJF. Yep. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, I just, uh, A, I think you're vastly underrating Adam Page. Um, especially, you need to watch uh, BTE, and this week, he actually even made an appearance on Sammy Guevara's vlog. Uh, and it was so great, because he's he's doing his totally drunk bit the entire time. So he walks up to uh, Sammy Guevara, and he's drunk, and he's like, Hey, hey um, you know, I'm just not feeling up to it, so can we record the bit tomorrow? Sammy's like, what do you mean? The, the bit for for BTE. I just don't feel like I, I'm up for it today. So if you if you want to just tell uh, Matt Hardy and your brother uh, that we'll just record this uh, tomorrow, we can get uh, Kenny and your brother and, and Matt Hardy all together. We'll do it all tomorrow. And Sammy's like, I, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. What 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 bit? What what? Who am I? What? <laughs> and then he. Uh, uh, put some tape on Sammy Guevara's face and walks away. Um, I, I really do think that he could turn this drunk character into a drunk heel character really, really quickly uh, on a dime. And uh, I think I think if we're talking about face of AEW uh, becoming the champion sort of a thing, showing that AEW can create a champion, he's the he's the choice right there or you know uh because um even even omega who i think deserves to be a champion in AEW, he's so closely tied to new japan that even then you know people would be like well they're still not creating their own champion they're just taking someone who is a new japan champion and putting their belt on him right 
Mm-hmm. So, so Adam Page is the only one like that comes. I mean, I'm looking down the whole roster, and I'm like, you know, I mean, Austin Gunn's not ready. Uh, the Butcher and the Blade, they're a tag team for the most part. They're in a separate feud. We don't know enough about either of them to think, hey, they could be, you know, legitimate contenders. You know, you've got all three of SCU. Well, A, none of them are homegrown talent. You know, they all... Scorpio Sky being the closest. And I could see him having a title run. Yep, eventually. Uh, uh, Chucky e. T and Trent and Orange Cassidy, well... As much as we love Orange Cassidy, uh, putting him w- with the heavyweight belt right now would be uh, not probably the best move. You know, he needs the "I won by accident" mm-hmm. uh, the the Royal Rumble type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. As much uh, he won't be. There. I, I'm I'm more fine with him being just this kind of agent of chaos where he just gets into feuds with people like like Chris Jericho when they don't have belts. I mean, he's a really good example of the this person doesn't need a belt sort of a character. It really is. Right. Spot on there. Uh, Colt Cabana, I, he's he's mostly there for, for um, training new guys and stuff. I mean, he's got such such a wealth of experience that that's really why he's there. Uh, Dustin Rhodes of the same thing, but he's also a former WWE guy. Darby Allen is an eventual world title holder. Yeah. Um, and sooner than later, I think they're mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't... I'm almost disappointed. I maybe didn't consider him at all, but I think it is too soon though. You're right. Yeah, I think it's just a little too soon. Uh, someone like Jimmy Havoc would be maybe a AEW guy, but I don't know if he's ready for. Kip Sabian would be up there too. Yeah, he'd be another one of those. Um, you know, uh, if they really wanted to make Jim Cornette have an aneurysm, put it on Marco Stunt sometime. <laughs> um, neither of the Young Bucks, I think, are ever going to be heavily in the singles division. Um, Pac's a former WWE guy, so if you're wanting to stay away from it, you can't do that. Pentagon Jr., potentially, at some point. Um, same with Phoenix. You know, they could be be ones and be seen by a lot of people as AEW stars, even though both of them had big runs on AAA and Lucha Underground and so on and so forth, right? Um, Sammy Guevara's eventually, but Sammy, unlike... Unlike Darby Allen, I think Sammy Guevara is a couple years down the road sort of a thing. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, he's a superstar in the making, but he's not one that we can rush straight to the top sort of a thing. Um, like I said, with with uh, uh, Chucky e. T. Trent, well, A, Trent is tied to WWE, although a while ago. Um, most people don't remember it. Yeah, most people wouldn't remember it. But, you know, them being so heavily tied into a tag team, I think that kind of gets them out. And then Wardlow. Wardlow's one who, I think, down the road, but I think that's built off of a feud with MJF, uh, where, you know, maybe Wardlow convinces MJF to put him in as a uh, triple threat, where it's Wardlow and MJF versus whoever's the champion, and then MJF turns on... uh, Not MJF, Wardlow turns on MJF to steal the victory finally 
I think that's the storyline there. But when it comes to Kenny Omega, I think the big Mastermind thing is... Mastermind World Word, though. I kind of like that idea, too. <laughs> Don't you? Isn't it great? The whole idea that this entire time he was the one using MJF. MJF, yeah. Oh, snap. That's interesting. I kind of like that one <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So, um... But like Kenny Omega, a he's he is the AEW World Tag Team Champion. He's the still the AAA Mega Champion, if I'm correct, um, and an EVP. Uh, I think he's like you said, he's got a lot on his plate right now. He's really heavily behind the women's division, although you know we can <laughs> argue back and forth as to whether it's being successful. Him being behind the women's division. Mm. Um, so I think that plays into it, but I would love to see the cleaner, the the Kenny Omega, the cleaner show up and and actually be that. But but for that, they've got to kind of dismantle the elite in that respect or turn them all heel, which is what the elite originally were. Uh, but I, I don't think they're ready to do that because you turn the elite heel. Who do you have for good guys? That's it. You know, do you, do you turn the inner circle face at the same time as? You do a double turn with factions. God, that'd be terrible. That'd be real. It'd be really hard to do after how they've done the inner circle for so long. How the hell are you gonna make Hagger face? I don't know. Get, keep having him read poetry like he did the other week. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was oh awesome. God, I loved it. <laughs> it just goes, and then I drive my fist down your throat and I beat you and I rip your gullet out. I'm just like, oh, oh awesome. man, great poem, great poem. Hey, yes, buddy. Good job. Good job. Good job. Yeah. No, loved it. Thank you. So, um, in in not related to this challenge, but definitely fun news. Um, did either of you get to watch AEW Dark today? Not. No. Not so, not. so AEW Dark featured what I consider to be the payoff to a long-running AEW Dark storyline over this past few months that I am all for. And that's Alan Angels. You know, the guy who had the competitive match with Kenny Omega that had everyone blow an aneurysm because job guys aren't supposed to have competitive matches. And then he came back the next week and had a competitive match against uh, Phoenix, I believe. And then he had another competitive match against someone. I can't remember who his third match was against. Anyway, so he had Pentagon, but maybe it was Phoenix. Yeah, it was Phoenix for one of them. Pentagon's been stuck down in, in Mexico. Oh, has he? Yeah. Um, but I can't remember who the other one was. No, Darby? Did he have a match against Darby? Might have. So, anyways, um, so so all of these uh, these competitive matches that um, people thought were just, ah, I can't believe they let this job guy have these competitive matches. And I was saying that to me, it seemed obvious that uh, w, uh, that AEW had a plan for Alan Angel. That they obviously saw something in him um, that they they liked, and that's why they were allowing him to have these competitive matches, right? Sure. Um, so hmm. the storyline in tonight's AEW Dark is Alan Angels has officially joined the Dark Order. He is now five. Uh hmm. And and so it's it's one of those things where I'm like, that's right. He he obvious they obviously had this plan for him at some point because they're like, let's turn him into this. You know, I think that's awesome. I'm excited about that. Yep. 
<laughs> I don't know. Because um, I, I don't re- quite remember who uh, Alan Angels is, technically. How Has he been on Dynamite, though? Because I really don't watch. As far as I know, he hasn't been on Dynamite. It's been a storyline almost exclusively on Dark. Um, okay. And, and that's, that's kind of the deal, is that he had this match against Kenny Omega, and uh, everyone just just blew a gasket about it because Kenny Omega Uh, okay right yeah Kenny Omega allowed him to look good right Mm -hmm. uh not not great he didn't beat him you know he didn't beat Kenny Omega Sammy Guevara that was the third guy so yeah it was Kenny Omega a six minute long match where Kenny Omega won against Ray Phoenix for six and a half minutes Ray Phoenix won Sammy Guevara for seven and almost eight minutes, but Sammy Guevara won. Uh, and then he had a tag match that was the best friends versus Alan Angels and Sean Dean, a five minute long match that best friends won. So he, he brought in, but each of these matches has been relatively competitive. They didn't bring him in to just do a job and get squashed. They, they allowed him to to have a thing. Oh, I actually just realized this. He actually had a match beforehand against Lance Archer. That one was a squash match. But that's what they did with Lance Archer when he came in. Is all of his matches. Right. But so it was one of those things where you're like, obviously they had a plan for him. They were giving him these losses, but allowing him to be competitive so that they could then tell the storyline of him joining the Dark Order and becoming another one of their forces, another one of their their minions. And uh, just like they did with Preston Vance, who wrestled as Vanilla Vance for uh, one or two episodes of Dark and then um, got recruited by the Dark Order and now he became number 10, Press 10 Vance. And they had him come out and he was kind of a monster. And they, they immediately put him in a match against uh, against Moxley, I believe. Mm. Um, so this is one of those things where when you look back on it, they had a plan that everyone else didn't see. You know, everyone thought, oh, how could how could Kenny Omega let this guy look good, right? He's supposed to be just a job guy. He's supposed to just come in and and get beat. But but they didn't have him just get beat. Kenny Omega made him look good and still won and still won convincingly, right? And it was the same with all the other matches. And so you now realize that they had this plan from the beginning with Alan Angel, that they were building him up as this plucky guy who, who who can stand with the best of them, but just can't quite get the win. What was that? Do we know who's booking AE dubs? Like who's uh, almost booking? almost all of the major booking is a Tony Khan thing. But each uh, wrestler has a say in things. Kind of one of their things when they set things up. But Tony Khan is the one doing the majority of the booking. Yes. Um, yeah. um, so, anyways, we went off on a tangent after doing the first of our fantasy booking challenges. So let's move on to the next fantasy booking challenge. Who wants to go next? Uh, I guess Kayfabe will. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think uh, you can know what he's going to do. So that's all right. So, um, initial joke I want you to fantasy book Kayfabe getting his NXT review done on time. Uh, no, I don't have that good of imagination. 
So that was that was my I, that was my um, indirect apology. So um, that said, uh, I would actually like you to fantasy book. So Sunday we have the or is it is it this Sunday? Is backlash. Backlash, yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. So Sunday we have the greatest match ever. I want you to book a greatest match ever using current wrestlers. Please don't say Edge and Orton because it won't be the greatest match ever. But if that's what you really think would happen, no, it's not. It's not what would really happen. Um, (laughs) Do they have to be WWE wrestlers? Any current wrestlers. You could, if you want to make it, um, Kenny Omega versus. Suzuchka Okada you can that's kind of a cop out in my opinion but you can you're like ah damn it no I wasn't going to go I mean Kenny Omega was was going to be my number one Uh, he's the best belt machine when he gets a chance to put together a match he puts together a match so so he was definitely going to be it I was trying to decide who I would put him against of current rosters to do greatest rosters if you want Kenny Omega versus shoot, if you want Kenny Omega versus uh, 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 Seth Rollins, you can do it. Yep. I don't think it gives you the greatest match ever. But no, I'm trying to decide, and that's where I my trying to think about chemistry with. I mean, and it's funny to say you that when you're talking about maybe maybe uh, since somebody doesn't have his own crime ready, maybe he can uh, answer this first and then think while well, you're figuring it out. What you're talking Maybe. Fair enough. So, um, I am going to... Not By the way, greatest wrestling match. match ever. You can't have it be a ladder match or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Nope. Fair enough. Um, so, I would really... Now, I don't know if this has happened, um, but I would love to see... I really would... I think it has, and that's why I feel like it's a cop-out. Uh, AJ versus Kenny, but I feel like that's been a Japan thing. Oh, yeah, it it did, but it was actually fairly brief because uh, Kenny was the one who kicked AJ out of Bullet Club um, when AJ was leaving to come to WWE. So, uh, but I don't, I honestly don't know if they actually had a match or if it was just a kind of a one-time thing. So I don't think it's a cop-out saying that, especially since AJ and Kenny at that time weren't at the level that they are now. Mm. So yeah, like, and I think that match would just be superb, or even Kenny and Brian, you know, uh, Daniel Bryan. Oh. I think that would also be pretty spectacular. Um, but yeah, no, AJ. It, I guess there could be so many, but honestly, it would be a lot of people with uh, Styles, and it'd be a lot of people with Kenny that you can really put together. But um, certainly, it would be better than Randy Orton and Edge. I do think, however, Randy Orton and Edge do better promos than both Styles and Kenny. Or no, Styles can put some pretty good. Pro- Never mind. I I totally scratched that statement completely. Because uh, Styles is phenomenal on the mic, and Kenny. I don't know. I'm not a fan of his AEW promos. Um, I'm not sure. I do like his beat, uh, being the elite stuff though. So that is his promo style, though. I mean, that's. So yeah. that's what makes it weird is the elite the elite likes to promo from YouTube. Twitter and YouTube and 
<laughs> well, he does have a promo style that he can do when he's in the cleaner character, but he just hasn't been in as the cleaner recently. So, because the cleaner character is, I mean, per, basically putting himself, he's a, he's an assassin, you know, and at that point he can be harsh and abrasive and and in your face, but he can't do that as the face good guy character that he is right now. Um, go ahead, go on. No, that's it. Well, what else am I supposed to do? Well, how's the match go? Yeah. Who wins? Oh, what happened? Okay. All You're right. Fair match. Yeah, you're booking it. This isn't the fantasy come up when with a, a scenario. When, uh, it's a, when, it's a, when it's a one-off, you're 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 just booking you're okay. booking a match. So okay, if it's a storyline. You're booking the whole storyline. Then you get an overarching. I gave you one match, but all right, fair enough. So basically, AJ Styles randomly goes to AE Dubs, and they just randomly start feuding because they both believe they are the greatest wrestlers. And thus, that's why it's called the greatest match ever. This match is... And can I technically do an Iron Man match, though? Greatest wrestling match ever. But it's still not a bad thing. It's not like a hardcore. It's just an Iron Man match. Because both have to get one up on each other, technically, in that regard. Suzuchka Okada won two out of three and really three out of five because there was an iron match in the middle um but there were two wrestling matches with the Suzuka okada and kenny omega series mm-hmm. so and only one had a special name and that's what i'm saying if, if if we can do like best three out of five between these because this this can't just be done in one match you cannot just have that kind of match with just one time thing um However, that's not looking for a cop out. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for a ruling from the the jury on this. <laughs> so no, but that's it. But honestly, I do see. I don't know. I I, I just I I see AJ Styles though coming out of it as the top notch wrestler. Um, I got nothing. I can't book guys. I got nothing in terms of how it would go down. I do see a lot of counters happening. I see like a winged, one winged angel uh, turned into a counter and Styles getting the Styles clash on him. Um, I would really love to see this in an Ultimate X, but I can't be picking crazy stuff like that. It's just both of these superstars can, when given the when given the opportunity, just can't do crazy high-flying stuff and make it look absolutely amazing. That's not to say that that can't be technical, though. That does require some sort of skill. Um, would you guys call that, though, technically? Can, can you make a... Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, AJ. Can we technically pick AJ as a greatest wrestler in terms of... Like, are we talking about technical? Because some might not compare... Some might not compare, like, if, okay, if you want to talk about technical, Daniel Bryan is technically better than AJ because he does a, lo- a lot more wrestling, so groundwork and wrestling moves and so on and so forth. I I would put AJ as, as one of the greats of all time, yes. It's just, and the, the only reason why I say that is because I did, uh, 
I did a whole little poll little thing of give me your top favorite technical favorite wrestlers of all time uh, but technical wrestlers and it was a whole thing that oh no but he can't be a technical he's not really that great uh, you know it's just he, he's not as good and they were comparing it to like so someone had mentioned that um like of course Shawn Michaels would have to be there, Bret Hart and so on. But then someone mentioned that Shawn Michaels was more showboaty and that Bret Hart was more technical. So that's why now I'm kind of traumatized by that whole greatest wrestler and what people mean by it. Um but ultimately it would be a phenomenal match, pardon the pun, between AJ and Omega. Um I like your one-winged angel reversed into a Styles Clash, and I think I can see how it works. I think I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out, but I feel like they could make it happen. Um, the really great part is it's their job to figure it out, not ours. <laughs> even like, uh, you know how they would do it technically? So he has him in the one wing, right? So he has his leg like that. Styles is about to kind of do a counter schoolboy if you will so he gets behind him and does a schoolboy and then he gets up and boom styles class time bam um yep yep just just thought of that i don't don't think the styles clash ever happens boom though because there's just a ton of setup to it so so uh fun note kenny omega has had one match against aj Styles. oh one but um just try to place your bets on what year that match happened. It's obviously not like 14 or 15. It must be way longer ago. So I'm going to guess 2002. Yep. I'd guess a one, actually. Okay. You guys went a little bit farther back. 2006. Yeah. So they never oh, had this But they were in Bullet Club together in 2016. And they had one match as a team versus... Uh, Chaos, which was Shinsuke Nakamura and Yoshihashi. Um, that is a match I'm going to have to try to look up, though. That sounds <laughs> like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. New Year's Dash 2016. Anyways, so um, Kenny Omega's in mine, definitely. Um, I'm just still trying to decide which way I want to go with the match because it, uh, each way I go becomes a potential greatest match of all time sort of a thing, but in a totally different way. So so I'm going to tell you both ways, and I'm, I want you to give me your feedback as to which way you think has the bigger potential. So the first one that came to my mind is Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. Oof, fun. Yes. Um, that's that's exactly, yes. It It is, it is everything flippy-do, you know? Uh, but the only downside is you're gonna. I don't think Kenny Omega can keep up with the the flippy do um, and land in the the superhero pose. Yeah, they're probably not gonna be able to do that particular uh, spot of the dueling superhero pose like Ricochet and Osprey did. But uh, but I think that would be I think that would be a great match. Um, you know, a lot of fun back and forth. A very fast-paced match. <laughs> the other way, though, that I'm debating on, and this might be the way I'm technically leaning, um, and I don't know how much experience either of you have with watching Zack Sabre Jr., 
Uh, but Zach a Sabre little Jr. bit from back when he was in Motor City, Motor City Machine Guns. Is that, am um, I on the right guy? No, no. Zach Sabre Jr. Uh, it was Alex Shelley and Chris Saban in Motor City Saban, Machine Guns. That's who I was thinking Saban, of. Okay. Yeah. Zach Sabre Jr. Uh, is probably the the most skilled technical wrestler uh, in the world right now. Like from, and I'm talking mat based, no flips, just fist, you know, sort of, sort of style. Um, and 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 here's the deal: this match has happened at least once. Um, looks like twice. I'm on cage match, just looking it up. Twice, but the last one was still two years ago at the G1 Climax, and this was before Zack Saber had really gotten to the heights that he's gotten now. But Zack Saber will tie people up into knots. Uh, and you've if got him going I could, against Omega in this, or or Osprey going going against Omega, right? Omega it would be versus to see that style versus Osprey. I just don't know how good it would. Yeah, and that's why it's kind of the same thing with. Versus Omega, you know, there, it's a clash of styles, but I think that might might be good enough to make it work. Um, Zack Saber can tie people up into knots. Like I'm, I'm seriously, if I could, you, you remember a few weeks ago I had the time machine, right? If I could take current Zack Saber Jr. and take him back and put him against uh, 2000 era Dean Malenko, or that's uh, the type of wrestler he is. Then okay, yeah. Or, or even a 2000-era um, Chris Benoit, you know, someone who's got a lot of map technician. Zack Sabre versus those would be awesome. Uh, current ones, though, Kenny Omega versus Zack Sabre, I think if given the amount of time, and, you know, I'm, I'm talking this would have to be a 25-minute a long match, you know, uh, to really show off them. That's that's I think the way that I would probably lean. I I don't know. I go back and forth because the just the pure insanity flip de doos of Kenny Omega versus Osprey would be a ton of fun. But just that well, that contrast has fun. a has a technical aspect that that works for both of those people, because Omega is the type of guy you can see not only catching Osprey in one of those moves. Uh, maybe Osprey tries to do the flip de doo Superman pose, and 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 Omega's like, oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it just catches him when he's done with a clothesline or something. Um, and Zack Saber sounds like like Kenny Omega definitely works better with that style than than Osprey. But you could get a lot of, I mean, you could eventually have a Psychosis versus Dean Malenko type match. So those weren't bad either. But nah, just I think. <sighs> If I were to make a choice right now, I would go Zack Sabre Jr. versus Kenny Omega and have to be, like I said, a 30, 35 minute long match uh, just to give both of them time to do all of the stuff that they could do. Um, you know, Kenny Omega have his runs where he, he gets on a little bit of a tear, hits some V-triggers and all that, but then to have a V-trigger countered into an octopus hold you know, or something like that. Oh, it would, it would just be so much fun. So I think that's the way I'm leaning. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Kenny Omega. Um, I think I would pitch this as, uh, because uh, Zack Sabre is currently involved with New Japan, I believe. 
um, that this would be like the first of a New Japan crossover series that you would do um, at a pay-per-view, you know, and I think you give Zack Sabre the win in the end. Yeah, I, I don't think New Japan does it with not having Zack Sabre get the win. <laughs> but I think I think the best bout machine has shown before that he can take a loss and still feel like a big deal. Um, oh, yeah. And so I think I think Zack Sabre Jr. getting the win. I, I highly recommend both of you guys take some time to just look up Zack Sabre Jr. on YouTube and watch some of his recent stuff because he's phenomenal. Fair. Yep. I'll definitely check him out. Anyways, so that's my answer. Time to go to Canada. Yep. Oh, Canada, what booking do you have? Um, okay, so I'm trying to think of... Okay, so we obviously all know that Sasha Banks and Bayley won the championships on SmackDown. Boo! Um, one would imagine... Two belts. I know, I like it. It has a good ring, but I wanted to lose all of them. Um, which... Potentially might happen. So obviously we're all I'm guessing we're all thinking along the same lines that basically Bailey and Sasha are gonna lose it at Backlash, therefore that's gonna be a whole Bailey Sasha feud. Right? Are we thinking that as well? That's that's at least the way WWE is pointing right now. Yeah. Um, and so if you were to book and so that's how they're just gonna play it. And I honestly admire the way that they really ju juiced out this feud between Becky and Bailey. But I You mean Sasha and Bailey? Uh, excuse me, Sasha and Bailey. I'm sorry guys. Becky got a real juicing out one for Becky because well, she got a new hair color and she looks so much hotter as a non-redhead. I am so sorry to the redheads who listen to this show. But she just looks spot on. If you haven't seen it, go to her Instagram. I'm digging the new hair color and uh yeah so that's why uh just she got my head in a fuzz however back to my booking i would like you guys to potentially book the because i think WWE could have done it a different way booking the feud between bailey and sasha <laughs> because i feel like they took too much time with it i still kind of care but at the same time you made it too blatantly obvious that now I don't really care because you just made it way too obvious. And now Backlash's Tag Team Women's Championship match is kind of lame because we know most probably, <clears throat> most probably that, uh, uh, who, who, okay, the Iconics, who are the other one? Uh, oh, listen, Nikki, how can I forget? That most probably, um, the Iconics are going to get it. They've been pushing them for a while. Ah, then again, maybe not. Maybe they still got me fooled. Uh, but I'm more referring to the, the Becky. <laughs> the, damn it! The Bailey and Sasha Banks feud. Uh, more alluding to that there in that regard. Because we know that that's going to happen. And it's just... They kind of milked it too long. So how would you guys have booked the... Uh, the Banks and Bailey feud. Well, I mean, like you say, I think they drug it out too long. And I think the the real thing that they should have done is is built it up 
and they were doing this where uh, Bailey was acting like you know Sasha's got my back no matter what if I if I told her to if we were in a triple threat and I told her to lay down she would just lay down for me right that's the perfect setup for this sort of a thing where in the end they put them in a triple threat they set it up where it it's Bailey 100% thinking that this is effectively a handicap match against whoever say Alexa Bliss right Alexa Bliss challenging Bailey uh and then Bailey weasels it to get into a triple threat with Sasha Banks but then you have at that time a point where where Alexa gets knocked down outside of the ring and it's just Bailey and Sasha in the ring and Bailey kind of points down to the mat and says you need go ahead lay down so let's get this over with you know lay down for me so I can pin you and win this and Sasha's like no mm-hmm. and Bailey's like no just do this so I can so it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, and then you've got this whole heat between them. And then Alexa Bliss can come back in, you know, and even the score. And then it's an official triple threat, allowing the it, it not to necessarily come directly to blows at that moment, but lead up to it and then lead up to uh, Sasha then officially challenging Bailey for the title at the next pay-per-view. You know, that really is something that probably should have happened you know the 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 start of it probably WrestleMania with the payoff at uh, Elimination Chamber, not Elimination Chamber. That was after. Anyways, whatever the next one was, the Fatal Five Way Match. Yeah. Anyways, something like that. But that's what I would have done. Uh, I think, like you say, they they built it up too long. It, it's one of those that you know there's there's some things that you can have long term storyline plan it out and drag it out a long time uh but the will they or won't they is not that for this right the actual feud is that for this right you need to get past the are they going to or aren't they going to fight and get to the actual are that they are fighting and then you can take that and make it last 3 to 6 months you know yeah Exactly. Like, and I think there was even a triple threat match or something. Something recently happened where they were both in the matchup, and it was for a title. I feel it like it was the Fatal Five Way match. Yeah. Okay. So it was the Fatal Five. Dana, F- Dana Brooke was supposed to be in it. It was supposed to be a mm-hmm. six person match. Right. So, right. Right after WrestleMania. Uh, and and that's it. That's when they because after that, essentially, that's when it just dragged on too long. Now I am going to point out if we are going into this with the assumption that Bailey and Sasha are going to lose the titles at Backlash, it will uh, continue the streak for uh, Sasha Banks of not having uh, successful uh, title defenses. She's had one successful title defense of of the tag titles and zero. Guys, guys, then it just can't happen. They have to win because they can't do that to my girl Sasha. They can't. They, oh. they, I, they totally can. I would one hundred percent can see them doing it. Um, I don't want them to because I, you build someone up as as one of the best in the world, and then you have her lose every single time she defends a belt. That hurts her. So I want her to win. Curtis Oxen, maybe that's going to be her Curtis Hawkins thing. He loses every time she gets a belt. Jesus, but I, I but the thing is, the thing. I, I can see them fight at SummerSlam, though. I see Bailey and Sasha fighting for the belt at SummerSlam. So that's what's pissing me off. But unless they don't lose it at Backlash, but when do you make them lose it? 
you make them lose it on a Raw or SmackDown? Like, what is that? Well, yeah, I mean, at that point, we're we're having to debate how many defenses uh, does she have to be successful in before you can then have her lose it without it being crappy again. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. does she... Does she just break the streak and get one or two title defenses and then lose it? And then, oh, see, it's fine. We had her win twice, right? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, think, I think instead what we do is you have Sasha turn on Bailey, but not, but still retain the tag titles. Um, and then you, you end up being in one of those situations where the tag title holders are on the opposite side. They each get their own tag partner and you've got a match for the tag titles with with the neither side is defending, right? Or technically both sides are defending because both sides have half the titles. That might be the real way to do it. What? That's so weird. Okay. So, so you have, you have uh, Bailey and um, Tamina. Remember when Bailey had the whole Tamina on her side? thing by the way did this new character come out yet because i feel like i didn't see this on smackdown the new tamina the new tamina i I, uh, they did a promo something or other backstage but i didn't see it either because i still can't watch smackdown live um (laughs) uh anyways um but they did it was like it was like a vignette set at a mental hospital or something like that um, but so yeah, Bailey teaming up with Tamina, and you have Sasha with Lacey Evans, maybe. Um, this would be Sasha's face turn, sort of a thing. Uh, and so each side has half of the tag titles, and so in a way, this is a tag title unification match where whichever side wins becomes the tag champions at that point. Um, um I mean, I would like to see Sasha and um, EST there. Uh, uh, Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. Yeah. Either go against each other or tag team or something. Like I mean, they need to figure out something to do with Bianca Belair because they called her up to the main roster. They had her on two episodes and then they promptly forgot about her and yes. spent so much time putting her husband in uh, golf matches and, and some bowling. Hey, I'm still entertained by it, though. The decathlon was this on Raw, which was pretty awesome still. Um, but yeah, they gotta just end it, because now it's tied, so I feel like they're not gonna end it. Or maybe their match is their end to it, perhaps? My problem is who wins out of that, right? I mean, literally, doesn't matter which team wins the the final, anything you can do, I can do better. Neither of them end up coming out of it better. You know? And you just, well, honestly, if anything, Street Profits come out of it better either way. Because you went from having the Vikings to be like this powerhouse team that could not be defeated. They essentially lost all credibility when they got defeated by, um, and I hate saying this because they're a great tag team, but they just weren't used well in WWE. But when they got defeated by um, Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. yeah, well, they, they've they been losing credibility ever since they came up to the main roster, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Fine. Wow. Fair. So that's what would hard. DA Fabe do is the real yeah, question. Give me what I, I want, Fabe. I want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. No, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> I want a zig-a-zig-ah. That's what I want. 
anyway. <laughs> if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my fr- No, don't get with my friends. That's the, that's the secret. Practice social distancing because COVID never ends. So really quickly, I just saw a headline come across that uh, I have to share before you guys you get into your thing because I think you guys will get a kick out of it. Apparently on Impact Wrestling tonight, uh, Rahit Rajid was in the back looking for a tag partner and he came across Rhino and he asked Rhino to be his tag partner and Rhino's response was, nah man, I've already got a tag partner and he's got kids. Oh. Uh, 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 Heath to Impact conter- confirmed? Heath Miller? What, what is Seath Slater doing in the Impact Zone? <laughs> anyway. Is, he, he's still technically under clause, though? 90 day until until the 15th, which is right before Slammiversary, which they've already hinted that there's going to be at least one former WWE person there. Okay, but I mean, you're going to make it in Rhino's match? It, I feel like it would have to be from somewhere else. It would have to be somewhere oh, else. there's going to be more. There's gonna All right, be that's more. why I said at least one. The simple fact is, of the, what was it, almost 30 wrestlers released, um, some of them are going to end up in AEW. Some of them are going to end up in Ring of Honor or even going across the seas to New Japan, right? But there's going to be at least, I would say, probably two or three maybe even more that end up in impact <laughs> for some reason like at least for this announcement i just one keep thinking we'll end but... up in wwe well yeah one of them is ending up in in nxt, NXT. i just hope they use him that's all it comes down to let that... him be a wrestler because the last thing i want to see is they do this whole storyline and they give uh uh spud because he's rockstar spud to me they give spud this contract and then they immediately spud. go and and then they immediately go, and you are now going to be the cruiserweight division general manager. Again. <laughs> You're yeah. spud to me. And then I would just even be more mad at them because like, really guys? You're you're gonna you so you're gonna waste more money by doing nothing with the guy. Great, I'm glad for his spud, he's getting money, whatever, but I'm sure he wants to also be doing something with his career too. Um it's going to make the wrestlers even more fear. Well, so, and he well, just showed us that he can still freaking go, right? Exactly. You take him and he can't go, and you're like, whatever. Anyways, moving back to the, what we were talking about, fantasy booking, I really, really, really want to hear <laughs> what? <laughs> what DA Fabe would do with Sasha Banks Sorry. and Bailey. Sorry. Oh, wow. I think, uh, saying that my, I think, I think my... the build was hot at the at the Fatal Five Way. Um, and I think it was hot all the way until it was Lacey, Bailey, and, and Sasha. Um, but I think the turn needed to come when when I think Bailey needed to turn on Sasha is what needed to happen. I think um, not Sasha, you know, I'm going to be the take the high road or Sasha continuing to take the high road, but not, you know, Bailey saying, well, I, I, I had to get, I mean, you know, I had to get one more person out of the way. And so, um, I would have had Bailey pin Sasha instead of Lacey Evans pinning Sasha, and you know, just kind of sneak in a win there real quick. You know, maybe even use the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, um, the roll up, <laughs> and 
Sasha just be caught off guard. Let her finish her match. Bailey still gets the win. And Sasha comes out the next night and pretends like nothing's wrong. I'm not upset. And then Chop blocks her from behind and is like, all right, now I want it. I, w- I was letting you have your moment. Now I want it. And then I think you get a Sasha title retention for a while. I think they, I, I agree. I think they missed the boat. And I think it was a month and a half ago. Well, and it could have even. It could have even have been when I think it was Sasha, or no, I think it was, yeah, Sasha was facing, no, sorry, it was Bailey was facing Lacey in the one-on-one match, and then, or, it was on SmackDown. Yeah, but then you can't have Bailey, then you can't have Bailey turn on Sasha. No, yeah, you can, though, because you can have, because ba- well, it happened, though, it happened that Sasha, or no, it happened that Bailey screwed Sasha over, and that, who was facing Lacey on that SmackDown? Because it kind of worked out. SmackDown. Hey, on, on the on the one SmackDown, you know that one. Yeah. Well, that, way, right it, it kind of worked perfectly, and then and then it just didn't happen. Um, it just didn't happen as they were going up the ramp. I'm like, okay, this is where Sasha is just gonna smack Bailey, and then it's gonna go on. But nope, that didn't happen. It, they just did it too long. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. How would you have done it? So anyway, and then I would have created a natural competition for it, saying, "Hey, um, you know, you you cheated me. I was supporting you and all that stuff." Basically, the same things Bailey used to say to Sasha when Sasha would steal from her or would you know sneak one in on on Bailey. And so yeah, that's how I would do that, and I would have them have a natural progression match, and I would have it be that and so sasha would always have to be the face in this in this position huh well i guess well she would have to be the face at the beginning of it yes yeah for sure because honestly sasha's a better heel though so i would hope if they do do that uh rules get reversed at some point because i don't i don't think it it has i mean at, at some point yes it makes sense to have them reverse but i don't think you have to immediately Bailey's finally coming into her own as a heel, so I'm that okay is, with it. And she's that yeah, she's well. definitely on the mic, that's for sure. Yeah, she's improving significantly. I wave my hands back and forth. I wave my hands back and forth on that. So, um, I yeah, that's that's where I would go with that. I would I would have done it when it was natural and it felt normal instead of uh, we got to sneak this in somehow. Uh, let's do it now, you know. Um, it, it just it feels like it feels like yet again the tag titles are taking a back seat to um, the individual title and that's what's eventually going to happen I, I, I really feel like that's where they're headed with this so. unless they don't do it at Backlash and they one up us again we're like oh, oh my god and yeah but it's still taking a back seat the tag titles are still taking a back seat unfortunately yeah. That, yeah. That's why they need to do my thing, where they split the tag champions while they're <laughs> still champions on the two sides. So then it's all about the tag title. I see you, I see you bitching about that so much though on <laughs> episode. No, no, right. I would love it. I would love it. I've loved almost every time they've had tag champions versus each other because it's not the first time they've done it. You know, uh, tag teams break up while owning the belts all the time so yeah but they don't separate partners and then defend it they haven't done that 
I am 100% certain they did back in the 90s. And I'm 100% sure you're going to Google it, so by all means. I'm 100% <laughs> certain he's right. <laughs> and I think it was a Canadian team by the name of uh, Heart Foundation. Heart Foundation? Yeah. I don't think it wasn't it wasn't Brett and Anvil. I think it mm. was uh Brett and Owen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I'm not even bothering to Google it because I just know it's happened where the tag belts were on both sides you know, one person on both sides of the the equation fighting over it. So it's a great storyline. It makes sense. And it's a great way to, to break them up and have them fight over something that's not the world title. Uh and then you get the tag belt off Bailey. Uh, so that she can go back to focusing on the world title and yet and then Sasha and whoever is now the tag champions and it puts some freshness in that division too. That might be the only way to do it then, to not completely ruin our expectation of this feud. Yep. You might be onto something there, uh, Officer Smarks. WWE, are you listening? Knock, knock, knock. I'm giving you an idea. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Anyways, we were going to move on to our most recent uh, change to this. Uh, instead of Nullify, Vilify, DFI, we are doing Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact. The whole point is I'm going to give uh, three WWE wrestlers that they will need to relocate to one of those three companies. Um, and actually, this time, it's going to be a little bit of a twist because it's actually going to be six wrestlers. Uh, it's a, it's, uh, wrestling couples is what I'm doing. So you've got Charlotte and Andrade, you've got Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, and you've got, um, I, I forgot to write them down and, and now I'm, I'm blanking on it entirely. Uh, Keith Lee, Keith Lee and Mia Yim. That was my third one. So, uh, all three of these are wrestling couples that are... Uh, currently in WWE, and all three of those couples need to go to Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact. Fair enough. Um, Alright, so Charlotte and Andrade, Keith Lee and Mia Yim, and the Garganos. Uh-huh. I have Charlotte and Andrade going to AEW. And it's so that Charlotte can elevate the women's division and they can have some Latin representation other than Pentagon and Ray. Because I, I really think that's about it. Well, Sammy Guevara is a Spanish god, but. And Santana and Ortiz. And Santana and Ortiz. Jesus, Puerto Ricans are people too, bro. God, diggity damn. Yeah, they don't count. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> Well, I mean, in fairness, the United States government kind of tells Puerto Ricans that they don't count all the time. And... Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mexicans matter. Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans, you're part of the United States, yeah. but you don't really you're get to American vote or light. anything. Yeah. We're not really going to give you a say in anything America does, um, but you're part of America, but you're not like a state or anything. Yeah. Wait. What? They get a vote, though. They can vote, right? They're they part of the state. Oh, they, okay. I... They can vote, but since they are not a state, they're just a territory, they don't have matching... Um... I believe they're lumped in with D.C. and... Yeah. Uh... So all territories have a single representative in the House of Representatives combined. I think D.C. has a separate one in the House, don't they? Yeah, I think so I think it's Puerto Rico's Guam, in there with the Islands and American Samoa. 
American Samoa and and Puerto Rico have a House of Representatives and one electoral mm-hmm. vote. Um, and I think Puerto Rico maybe has a separate electoral from from those others. I don't remember for sure. Um, but and then DC has a House of Representatives not allowed to actually vote um, representative and also Puerto Rico and all of the ter- uh, ocean territories have a representative not allowed to vote on any stuff and no senators. But that was a weird side note. Yeah. So, 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 and and just to because I had to Google, they actually do not have an electoral vote for Puerto Rico. I thought they got one. Nope, zero. Zero electoral. Votes they get, game. they get to vote, but they doesn't mean much. Doesn't do anything because they yeah, don't have electors. It's not mandated to go to the pub, to the vote of that area. I thought for some reason they were lumped together. Okay, that's even more silly. Well, and like I said, they have a representative that can't vote on bills and laws. Wow. So, yeah. Well, I guess you're right. They, they have a lobbyist. They have their own lobbyist. That's what they, they have. They basically have a guy who, who gets to stand in there and say, hey, don't forget about us. Yeah. Imagine being the representative for American Samoa and Puerto Rico. Halfway yeah. across the world from each other. Like, he can't even properly represent. Yeah. So, anyway, moving forward. Um... I'm going to go ahead and, uh, again, uh, Charlotte and Andrade to AEW. Um, I think the Garganos fit really, really well with um, with ROH, and I think it, it, it would very well elevate, and I think they could do the current storyline or a different storyline, and they could come in and be dominant. I just think that um, anything the Garganos do in ROH would be... It, it, they'd be King Midas. I mean, they they would turn it to gold. Um, and that puts Keith Lee and Mia Yim on impact, um, really mostly for Keith Lee on impact. <laughs> Mia's okay. great, but there's not there's not much she gains by going there versus NXT. She actually loses something in that process, which is unfortunate. So, okay. Um, honestly, I am I am putting the Garganos. In AEW, because I think Gargano would do amazing in um, AE dubs um, with, you know, going against Omega, going against Hangman Page, going against Jungle Boy, I think would be awesome too. Um, Charlotte Flair doesn't need it. Andrade and Charlotte should probably go to Impact. I think they would help out Impact a lot in terms of Charlotte would help out the women's division a lot. I mean, Charlotte would help out AEW women division a lot, but then it would just be a Charlotte show, which honestly, I think anywhere she goes, is just going to be a Charlotte show because she's just awesome. So, um, uh, Andrade would just be amazing on impact. Um, and then we would have Keith Lee and me and go to ROH, which is very unfortunate, but the way Keith Lee has been wrestling as of late, I really don't care for him. Um, he's just been seven moves, Sally, and I'm not into it. So they'll go to ROH, and that's how I would maneuver all of these couples. And uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. I just, I just want another Spanish fly, and then I'll believe in him again. One <laughs> exactly. more Spanish fly. That's <laughs> all I want. Give me what I want. Yes, Keithley, give me what I want. You know what I want. Batista, Spanish fly, now. 
Can you imagine Batista helping execute a Spanish fly? I was trying to. Oh, that's the way two guys get paralyzed. That's what that causes. Holy cow. Anyway, uh, can I, I'd like to change up the game a little bit. Do whatever no. you want. No, you can't. I want to do... I want to do... Give me what he wants. Give me what I want. You know what I want. Give me what I want. That will live forever. Worst promo in history. Um, I want to do WWE uh, ROH Impact. I suppose. (laughs) I'm going to go a little bit elite here. I'm going to take Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, and... Oh, Shasta Daisies. Now Now I'm lost. Oh, young bucks. We'll 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 lump them together in one. Let her rip, kids. <laughs> okay. uh, I'll take. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um. So, Paige, Bucks, and Omega. I feel like none of these people should go to WWE. Um. Paige, Bucks, and Omega. So the Bucks are going to Impact. On WWE, you can pick which line if you if you think they'd oh. be better NXT or something. Okay, fair enough. That changes things because I was thinking WWE Raw SmackDown. Um. So then that changes it. Then the Bucks are going to NXT because I think that would be phenomenal. I really do see the Bucks um, also doing a lot for the tag team division there. And I think Ever Rising seriously needs a push. And I think Ever Rising and the Bucks would be phenomenal against each other. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I know Ever Rising from the Montreal indie scene. So I know what they're capable of. And um, I am guess they've been in other federations, though, too. Uh, there were 2.0. I don't know if necessarily you guys are know them from the indie scene. I think they were, like, in various federations. So... Um, Bucks and NXT, Omega and Impact, because I think Impact, that's what the, they would need a star like that to really push them over the uh, thing. Man, and I feel bad. I've been really not doing much with Hangman. These, I've been really... I'm tired of you shitting on Hangman Page. I know. Ah, oh, it's just... Because for Hangman Page, I was thinking WWE, you're going to make him like... Vince is going to not like you because you'll be the Bradshaw character pretty much. And that Bradshaw character didn't really do all that well as the uh, as the cowboy. Um, so, Damn. I don't know. It was even before that, right? So, um, yeah. Uh, eh? Yeah, it was before that. Yeah. So, man, but that's unless... No, but we can't have Kenny Omega in ROH. That'd be weird. Because Hangman definitely deserves... Yeah, you know what? But Hangman would kill it in ROH. Uh, Hangman Page has been in the indie scene, correct? He's not just like uh, AEW found him like that. He's been around yeah, in it no, he, for a while. He, he joined the Elite during their time in, in Ring of Honor and New Japan. So oh, Okay. Okay. So then I guess he's a perfect fit for Ring of Honor since he's been there already. <laughs> Thank you for uh, justifying my reasoning. Um... And yeah, I'd go for that. No, I get it. Omega has to, but Omega has not been an impact. And I think that would be phenomenal for uh, impact to just go up. They might even get a better TV deal because of Omega, you know? So, um, 
yeah, I see that happening. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you who Omega would fight in Impact because I honestly don't watch it. Uh, but from what uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Officer Smarks does say, um, with the phenomenal wrestlers there, I imagine he would have quite a few uh, worthy opponents on Impact and thus probably be the champion sooner rather than later, but would still definitely be better than ROH. Sorry, Hangman, you're going down to ROH, bud. Okay. okay. So I, I go a little bit different. Um because I don't trust uh, any of the WWE brands to put enough focus on the tag divisions at all for the Young Bucks to be worth it. Uh, and that's including NXT. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I love Undisputed Era and um, Red Dragon uh, when they were in Ring of Honor were phenomenal. And they are phenomenal in AEW, but uh, not AEW and NXT, but what have they been doing, you know? Um, Back in so, Adam or Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, that's basically it. They're they're a backup squad right now. Um, so I would put the Young Bucks back to Ring of Honor because it's the one of those that does the best right now with with tag division. The tag division is still considered one of the the top divisions in Ring of Honor. Um, so that's where the Bucks would go. They wouldn't be happy to go back with their tails between their legs uh to ring of honor but uh but that'd be um in terms of uh adam page and kenny omega i would i would absolutely love to see uh adam page make a debut at an nxt takeover um and come in you know maybe maybe uh adam cole Bebe is issuing some open challenge and uh all of a sudden you just hear a horse and uh, out comes Adam Page to challenge and, and maybe even make a big splash and have him win right off the bat. I think that would be phenomenal. That's Which leaves... I, that I was hoping that somebody was going to do that. Adam Cole versus Adam Page. Yep. Adam Cole Bebe versus Mr. Bebe, yes. Um, and then that leaves Kenny Omega in Impact Wrestling to go and make a big splash there. Um, and there's some phenomenal wrestlers in Impact that he could have some great matches with. So, um, but yeah, that's that's how I would go, uh, mostly because of the tag division in Ring of Honor, and and then seeing Adam Page go against Mister Cole Bebe. Yeah, yeah, I think Kenny Omega lands anywhere well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, he, and I think Adam Page versus Cole Bebe. Adam Page versus Adam Cole Bebe. Um, <laughs> That's a match, okay. man. Is this is this because of their wrestling ability, or because you just they're both named Adam? I'm just making sure. Because of the wrestling ability. Okay, I'm just making because they're like, oh yeah, I would do that too. I'm like, okay, yeah, no. similar style. No, that's that's actually where my brain immediately went was I would love to see Hangman versus Bebe. Mm. Yeah. Love to see that. I didn't even think about the fact that Adam Page is named Adam Page. As long as it's not in a parking lot brawl. Well, that's the deal. We talked before about uh, Adam Cole Bebe being um, brilliant at being the heel that puts over a character, right? So for him to be the sneaky chicken shit heel trying to sneak out a win on a debuting Hangman Page and, and then losing, that puts Hangman Page over huge right there. 
I think he's he's I think his character right now fits so well for who's this guy like acting as though Hangman Page is is not even a a, a name mm-hmm. and and I could see Vince falling in love Vince and Trips both falling in love with the concept of oh he's a no name like we don't even know who this guy is you know uh, with 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 their primary competitors mm-hmm. one of their top guys yeah. Totally, no selling AEW entirely. Yeah, you know. And then he, then he wins. The only problem is if they're gonna no sell him, they're gonna have him lose in in a squash, and that's unfortunate. That's what I'm saying, man. No one deserves to go to WWE. Like, ugh. They, they also would probably force him to change his name. He'd just be Paige. No, no, they can't <laughs> do that. They've already got one of those. He'd be the uh, the executioner. Come out with a mask on. He'd be what? like. Cowboy something. They definitely make him cowboy gimmick. I, I don't know. I could I could I could see them if they were trying to be edgy calling him the lynch man. Ugh. That made me that made me sigh. No, they wouldn't. Calm down. Not in PG era. No, they're bust, busting out of PG era every week, it seems but anyways, that's how I would go with that particular choice. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Alright, so I guess that means it's my turn. Oh, look, and we're all out of time. We're going to do I mean, I'm down. It's pretty late. Um, I am going to get you guys to... So, okay. So, I'm going to continue with the original. So, it's going to be Impact, AEWs, or ROH. And you are going with... Um trying to think of something interesting. I don't want to pull another cane situation on you guys um <laughs> so we are going with i feel like i've done everything that i like um feel free to edit this out make sure you mark it we are going with yep nope i honestly wasn't thinking throughout that entire time and was very enthused with those options okay we are going with uh essentially the top guys of the brand okay like in terms of uh almost not not necessarily the owners but the vps if you will okay so it's gonna be cody rose so we're going with the new setup the one i just listed out uh well yes and no you're still but you're not putting them in the WWE. so Cody okay. Rose technically can't go to AE dubs, so he has to go to ROH. Oh no, but then that'd be kind of weird. No, we'll do that because it would still be. I'll still put the other two as WWE people. No, never mind. Then we can't do that. All right. Uh, thanks for messing that up. Um, uh, you did a lot of messing that up yourself, so I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So, <clears throat> yep. I knew where I was going when I said mine. Nope, I don't know where I'm going at all. Uh, <laughs> completely blank. As blank as a sheet of paper. Um, Alright, let's do Legends. Okay. But we're doing Legends in their prime. Okay? So just, it's kind of a, a dual reality, almost. So past and future. Because obviously Legends in their prime, AEW wouldn't be around. Uh, so, Legends in their prime. Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair... Shawn Michaels. Dibs. 
Um, HBK goes to AEW no matter how much I want to say Hulk Hogan to AEW just to piss off Smarks. Um, HBK goes to AEW. Um, Hogan to ROH. That way he can stay in Florida and keep recording Thunder in Paradise. Greatest television show ever. Um, not really. That's not true. Anyway, and um, best. Oh yeah. And that puts Flair at Impact. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I would do much different there, to be perfectly honest. Um, <laughs> Flair, it, it would be fun to see Flair in an AEW-esque world, but yeah. And Hogan's already been an Impact, so. I well, and that's the deal. It's just like prime Hogan, though. If if we're talking about in their prime. Shawn Michaels in his prime fits AEW so much better than the other two. Period. Like right? a love. Yep. Um, Hogan could be fine in Impact. Hogan in his prime in Impact would be amazing. Yeah, would be fine. Um, so so that might be the the alternative. Hogan in Impact and and Flair in Ring of Honor. You know, in his prime flair versus uh, the villain Marty Skrull would be phenomenal. You know, so I might do it that way. But I mean, either way of that, it still comes down to Shawn Michaels goes to AEW. <laughs> Just as a bonus, who would you guys have Shawn Michaels feud with? Anybody he wanted to. No, no, but as your top feud. Like as, the, as, as his version, of, as, as a modern day Brett the Hitman Hart. Exactly. Okay. Um, oh, Christ. Um, not Jesus himself. That would be really weird. Um, be a match for the ages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Where am I going with this? Anyway. Um, I'm just saying who you think as a wrestler. You don't have to book the feud and everything. As they are right now on AEW, probably Mox. Oh, Mox okay. would be a good shout. I I gotta be honest. I would have gone with Jericho if it was Jericho five years or more ago. I I from a Styles HBK in his prime versus Pac. That would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, would be a lot of fun. Yeah. HBK in his prime versus Kenny Omega, be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So, so the those are kind of the two that I would probably go. I just, I think the conflicting um, personalities that Mox would give would make it a lot of fun yeah. and unfortunately even Dean Ambrose never faced obviously never faced Shawn Michaels yeah WWE well I mean Shawn Michaels wasn't even wrestling anymore anyways when the shield came about damn wasn't wrestling <laughs> regularly oh fair enough yeah still bring him back for the occasional show in like I don't know Australia or Saudi Arabia <laughs> they could really that huh what country oh um, one one of them, their evil Middle Eastern country. The ones that shall remain nameless. <laughs> Jeez. I said Pouty Arabia. Pouty Arabia. Um. Anyways, I think it's late, and I think we all need to go to bed. So yeah, that was a lame joke. I think we will uh, start to uh, wrap this up. So um, I want to make sure to remind everyone. I forgot to mention it earlier. We do now have a Patreon. So you can head over to patreon.com slash raw and order WBU. You can sign up there to be one of our patrons. You can get access to our Discord server, commercial-free episodes, voting for classic pay-per-view reviews, 
monthly AMAs and even the ability to be invited on this or one of our other shows to either book your fantasies um, or or report on crimes or or whatever, right? So some great options there. Uh, like I said, patreon.com slash raw and order WBU to support us there. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at raw and order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K. Fabe. And then JLB is JLB420 is my personal email. And the brand, of course, is Real Talk Radio at Real Talk Radio 8, anchor.fm slash RTR. I feel like that's not really an of course thing. Of course. <laughs> you say that, but it is. Fair enough. Um, you can also, I, I know I say this a lot. But I just want to make sure anyone who's listening to this, make sure to click that subscribe or follow or or whatever they call it on the podcast listening platform of choice to make sure that you get notified when we post new episodes, because we post a lot of episodes every week and um, our schedule isn't exactly consistent recently. So you want to be notified when we post a new episode. And that's what that subscribe button does. Is it gets you notified and they say, hey, there's a new episode. Download and listen to it right now. And you can go, awesome. You yeah, also prided ourselves on consistency once upon a time. I wish that there wasn't the volatility right now. but Yeah, uh, there, there's a whole lot of stuff happening in the world and in personal lives and it just got really hard for us to be as consistent recently. So we're working on it. We'll get back to it. We'll get back. Um, you also can head over to Apple Podcasts and you can review us and give us five stars. And I made this joke last week, but I loved it so much. Just like the number of aneurysms Cornette had while watching Double or Nothing. <laughs> I might keep that in, my, in this forever because I like it that much. Uh, you can also find our Wix site in the pinned tweet on my Twitter or in the doobly-doos for this episode, where you can also find all the ways to listen to us, all the different places that we're uh, posted on. You can actually listen to the show right there. You can read our blog. There's not much on it right now, but we're working on that as well. Um, and you can get the Wix app to uh, communicate directly with us straight through Wix. And we also now have merchandise. You can head over to shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WBU to see our merchandise, including our not a cop shirts. Our link is in the doobly doos shirts, as well as a bunch of other stuff. So head on over there and check that out. A great way to support us and get some cool merch as well. Do it. Absolutely. But on that note, we will close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. And we will be back soon with our reviews for Raw and AEW and NXT and maybe NXT. last week's NXT, NXT. <laughs> and, and SmackDown and all of that stuff. So um, we will see you soon.